interesting fact about um the intro that you just heard so the background music i actually made it so if you want to go see some more stuff i did you can go on youtube to king ot c99 sorry not youtube i'm so sorry you can go to TikTok to king ot c99 you can go to my youtube on king ot music to check out um that full version as well as this more stuff but that's gonna win the intro so let me just rewind <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest podcast, not in the world. Welcome to the great podcast, not in America. This is the greatest podcast in the universe. I'm your host with the most charisma to boast. That's my pen. Blurred Approved Entertainment presents to you the pen now. Episode two, actually. So episode two, we are going to go into promo. So um, for those of you who may not be wrestling fans, but you're kind of slowly learning, promos is when the wrestler comes out with the mic and ring starts trash shocking his opponent or promos are just when like they're on the jumbotron and they're just talking about what they're going to do to their opponent at given time and either the um, pay-per-view or just a given time just wherever so a lot could argue that a promo is probably the most important thing because you've heard time and time again especially if you're a wrestling fan you go to the twitter comment section wow that guy can wrestle really good he can't cut a promo for shit and you know sometimes there's I, I'm kind of in the middle of this you'll find out I'm a middleman when it comes to a lot of discussions and arguments but I feel like there's a lot of really great wrestlers who are probably not the greatest at promos I'm not saying that they're terrible but I just want to put them like at top build when it comes to promos so like I'll give an example Brian Danielson arguably one of the best promo cutters if i if i'm being honest probably one oh my god sorry guys it's seriously i'm just fumbling over my words today one of the best wrestlers and in technical wrestler he's probably number one if i'm being honest but like all around wrestler probably one of the best if not the best of some people but to me his wrestling is probably ways better than his promo cutting skill i remember watching like Daniel Bryan, when he was like getting his footing in WWE, where he was a yes, yes, no, no, um, guy, like not in 2013 when he was going after Johnson and the authority. I'm talking like AJ Lee, Team Hell No, all those guys. I remember him kind of just being like a good, but like this decent promo cutter. And then, um, you even got Cesaro. Cesaro, again, one of the best wrestlers today, to some people, probably the best. But to me, I just don't think Cesaro is also like a really good promo cutter. I don't think he's a terrible or a crappy promo cutter. It's not like every time Cesaro talks, I'm like, oh God. But like, he doesn't get me invested. Let's say like some people you're gonna find on my list. Um, John Cena, probably one of the best promo cutters. Um, you know, you could argue that it's the same promo every time, but I don't know what it is, man. Dude can just cut good promos. Um, Bray Wyatt, oh my god, Bray Wyatt, you'll, you'll see. I have a top 10 list that we're going to dive into. You're going to be my top 10 personal favorite promos. But um, Bray Wyatt, God, dudes is good. Um, MJF, I already know people are going to be talking about. Um, what about AEW? Well, I love AEW, okay? I love just pro wrestling in general. I don't believe you have to pick a side. I remember when the whole Civil War broke out, and me and like a hand few people were just so confused why you had to pick one why can't you just enjoy both if you're a pro wrestling fan sports entertainment fan it doesn't matter you could if you're a wwe fan you could watch AEW, and you'll probably find something you like and if you're an AEW fan you'll probably can watch it to be you'll probably find something you like it's fine 
pro wrestling or sports entertainment, however the hell you want to categorize it. To me, it's just good. It's damn good. I'm sorry. But MJF, one of the best um, promo cutters, pro- probably the best promo cutter AEW. The only person I think could possibly stand a chance in a promo contest with MJF. This might be controversial a little bit, but I think the only person is probably Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks reminds me of a young rock. And, you know, I, I know, like, I've heard it's not good to compare wrestlers to other wrestlers. You kind of just, because that kind of puts, like, a lot of pressure in your mind to where they don't act like how young rock acted or young Stone Cold or young John Cena. They're going to be disappointed. So I could see that. But, like, when he talks, like, um, the last AEW Dynamite, so today's the 21st, the um 20th, July 20th episode of AEW Dynamite. When Dan Housen comes down, he's just on the mic cutting a promo about how he's ready to face somebody else. And then Dan Housen wants to face, he's like, nah, we're going to do this next week. He's like, Ricky Sire versus, yeah, yeah, Dan Housen. Like, that, that's, that just gave me pure rock vibes. Like, especially like back in like, you know, late 90s rock when he was just going after any and everybody on the mic. Like, this, if you're if you don't know, just look up Rock Roast clips. I'm pretty sure you'll find like a nine minute video of the Rock just absolutely roasting the hell out of people. But um, like I said, um, today we're going to go through my personal list of uh, my top ten favorite promos in WWE. So um, I was wondering if I should do WWE and AEW. However, this again, um, don't mean to sound negative or anything. I just don't think there are that many good promo cutters. Or if I were to do a list, probably half of it would be MJF or like CM Punk. But um, I think I am going to do another um, list of promos. And I'm probably going to make it strictly AEW to give them a chance and go through and find some good ones. I can already name like probably good four just off the dome like that. But this one is just strictly WWE and to even make it a little bit better just because I don't have to go all the way back to like 1970 and 1980 because, oh my God, like this, those are just years of good promo, 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, I can probably just dive into the 90s and probably will have like homework for days just trying to narrow down what my favorite promo is. But for the case of just not making this video five hours long, it's just going to be from about 2016 to current day so about six years and um you know give it a listen um maybe you'll agree with me maybe you'll disagree with me but the point is you're just doing what i want you to do because on the pin down we just talk wrestling and in everything wrestling so um get your popcorn get your drinks um you know get your favorite cuddle buddy whatever and um yeah let's dive in right well right now i don't know why i said that like I was going to have an ad pop up or anything. Sorry, we're not at that stage of the show yet. But um, I will start off with honorable mention. So honorable mention, Seth Rollins on Talking Smack. So Seth Rollins, 2021. This was leading up to the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. If you remember, Seth Rollins was like at just stating how he deserves to face Roman Reigns. That Roman Reigns has just been ducking him. And that he deserves and then when he's on talking smack he finds out that it's been made official at it's roman reigns versus edge at money in the bank and you just i just remember like seeing him just go ballistic and i don't know why like i know like people all the time talk about like his good promos 
and I saw someone saying like he wasn't good at like promos and I just wholeheartedly disagree sorry not sorry but he's just going like you can see like his eyes like go back to like savior was like because he kind of he kind of ditched the messiah gimmick a little bit to where like now he was like kind of like the joker gimmick he's doing now but he was just like guys like this this can't be true like i've earned it like it was promised to me and it was showing like him kind of going saying because you can go back it was never promised like i think all adam pierce said was like we'll think about it so like he was kind of going a little bit delusional and crazy and he was just feeling like he been cheated when like in reality no like he wasn't cheated but that's to me what made it better was he was just losing his mind it's in the best oh my god the best part of the promo to me and I, i'll go back and watch this promo um just like occasionally is when um oh who was it i want to say it might have been uh pat mcafee i can't remember who it was but they were like they just kept saying edge like edge said this edge this edge argued that he never got his one-on-one match at wrestlemania and then Seth's just like you can tell he's like trying to contain himself and he just i don't care what edge wants and then he just looked and at that point i'm like he's costing edge a match i'm like i just know he's costing edge a match and you know like so but that just made it better because I was like, we're getting Edge and Seth at WrestleMania, not WrestleMania, but at SummerSlam that year. And I remember just being so hyped because I just, God, just that promo is so freaking good. I'm sorry. Just, mm. all right, but let's officially kick off the list. So at number 10, we're going to go to NXT and we're going to go to NXT. If I'm not mistaken, this was, oh wait, no, no, no. This was 2020. I think this was late 2020. But if you remember, um, there was um, a lot of people who are not in NXT now were involved kind of like in this promo and the pay-per-view leading up to it. So you had um, Adam Cole, baby, coming out. And he was just, you know, no, no, it was, sorry, it was that Cole. It was Karrion Cross. Wow, another person that isn't with NXT anymore. Also, them dropping the ball on Karrion Cross. I'm sorry. This, ah, but, you know, we'll get into that later. I'll probably make a whole series on that if I'm being honest. But um, you got Karrion Cross with Scarlett just talking his shit, just talking about like I'm the baddest mofo in NXT. No one's gonna come after me. And then Adam Cole comes out, man. And I'm not gonna lie to me, like I always liked Adam Cole in NXT. I like the undisputed era, everything Adam Cole. It was great. Um, Takeover 25 with Johnny um, Gargano was probably my favorite Adam Cole match to date. And also, I became like a late Adam Cole fan. So, like, when he came in NXT, I was kind of just like, okay, I know who Adam Cole is because he just got kicked out of the Bullet Club at the time. But I wasn't, like, too, too, um, I didn't have too, too much information on Adam Cole to, like, become an Adam Cole stan or gatekeeper fan, as um, you could argue. But he comes out with Karen Cross, you know, just big dude. Adam Cole, not so much a big dude. But oh my god, he I'm probably gonna say oh my god a lot because I'm just laying though, but he ripped him a new one. Like he just what did he I'm trying to I wish I could quote it word for word, but just go look up Adam type in YouTube, Adam Cole destroys Karen Cross. And the reason why I'm using the word destroy, because in my opinion, Karen Cross was not the same after that. Like not at all. Like I just think when Adam Cole, he was like, um, he said, um, one line he said, um, they gave you 
a woman they gave you all this smoke and all this cool stuff to make you look and feel special he was like you know what they do to make adam cole feel special they ring the freaking bell and i was like baby <laughs> let me put it in on camera baby like oh my god like this adam cole baby man I, that was a, such a good promo i just remember like from that point on i feel like that was the decline of carrying cross and WWE in general, because I just feel like I hope it wasn't personal because Karen Cross seems like a good dude and Adam Cole seems like a good dude, so I don't think so. But like, if hopefully, you know, I, I'm not getting never mind. I'm not. I'm not going down that road. I just feel like, but like, I will circle back a little bit. I just feel like that was the end because you can like, if you were like big on like kind of like wrestling Twitter and like Instagram. You kind of just see people just talk about like, oh, Carrying Cross can't talk. He's just a big dude. I'm like, I so personally like Carrying Cross because I just liked his um kind of like representation, whatnot, how he was just a monster. But even I kind of too felt like that was somewhat the end of Carrying Cross and him being, I guess, like as great as he was probably the year prior. However, I will also argue that the injury he had was probably also what kind of did him in. Um, I'm not looking away. I'm on my phone. I'm trying to. I have the list on there. Sorry, I should put it on a piece of paper. It's Thursday. Um, I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. It's not like it's Monday. All right, so we're going to go into the next promo. So number nine, John Cena and AJ Styles. And if I'm not mistaken, this was Royal Rumble. There was this was their Royal Rumble 2017 kind of like build up, and. To me, like AJ Styles and John Cena, every match, everything they do together is just gold to me. They're kind of like, kind of like how um, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, they were good. Um, I w- I'm not going to say Roman Reigns and Jey Uso, because that was, man, like probably the best feud of 2020. That's probably what kind of kept the pandemic era alive in WWE a little bit, if I'm just being honest for me. But, um, I just remember they were both just talking. I think it was a contract signing. And you know, John Cena comes out, hustle little spent, you try hard, and that's all you can do. Just, you know, like being this a genuine good guy, he was. And I remember like AJ Styles coming out and being the, like, just being the villain, just being the asshole. He was just like, what is it with kids thinking you can get a trophy for participating? He was like, you get a trophy for being a winner. And then he just kept going on. He was just, my boy was hyping himself up. He was like, I am the elite. I am the greatest. I am the phenomenal AJ Styles. And even then, again, like I remember watching that and doing the whole, like rewinding that part, doing that. AJ Styles. Before you're like, oh, like Jeff, how old are you, bro? I was, I was 17. So I was a, imagine my mom coming down, seeing her 192 pound, 17 year old doing the, like you. You know, she, she can't be too proud, but, you know, she, she knows I'm a wrestling nerd. She just knows that at the end of the day. And then, of course, John Cena um, retorted back and just went off on AJ Styles. But I just remember really liking that promo just because um, it could be argued that AJ Styles promo-wise, he was, like, pretty meh. Like, you know, like he just <laughs> he just didn't really, like, have, like, that fire. You could argue that some other people had, like, John Cena, Dolph Ziggler at the time because SmackDown. 2016 and like early mid 2017 smackdown was just good oh my god it was just so good like you just 
AJ Styles, John Cena, Dolph Ziggler, Dean Ambrose. Um, the women's division, just everything about it was just good. Oh my God, I miss 2016, 2017 SmackDown. Hopefully we'll get a SmackDown and a Raw like that again. I can even argue that 2016 and 2017 Raw was good. Um, but I think that was like my first time seeing like AJ Styles doing like a really good promo. And like, since he was a bad guy, really feeding into his ego and like, kind of like, I guess maybe I would even say probably being a little bit of himself because like he's old school. So like he can make an argument like back in the day, like they didn't get trophies for participation. They got trophy for winning. And like nowadays you hear a lot of like older people argue like, what is it with like all these participation trophies? Metal? Like you're just teaching kids that they don't even have to try and they'll get a reward. And knowing AJ South's story, how like it wasn't an easy road today to be like he um went to wcw it closed down he got um an offer to work for wwe but his wife was a teacher and he didn't want her to kind of leave her life behind for him so he went to tna for like over a decade and then after tna he went back to um roh and went to new japan bullet club for life and then he came to the so like i can see maybe a little bit of him himself kind of being in there in that promo and i think those are when the promos are the best when you kind of add a little bit of yourself and a little bit of realism but yeah so that's number nine so let's look at number eight ah number eight this one might be a little weird um it's not the longest promo especially compared to all these are on the list but um when randy orton and riddle were um on smackdown this is when they were so rk bro and they were kind of doing a promo for a unification this was recently like i want to say may or june um, this was actually um, leading up to the backlash, so the WrestleMania backlash pay-per-view, where it was going to be RK Bro and Drew McIntyre versus um, the Bloodline, and I just remember like Randy Orton just going off, and like what made it better because like you know Randy Orton has a lot of good promos to me. I think to me, I feel like he started doing really good promos 2015. I feel like he always kind of did good promos, but like to me at least, he just did really great promos 2015 leading on up. But um, what made this difference is like it wasn't the I'm going to kick your head off or I'm going to, you know, um, neuter you or like I'm going to destroy you. I am the viper. I am the apex predator. Like it was that kind of it was like just him just having fun, like kind of like him just, you know, like this going over it. That's one part. He was like, you keep talking about this and this. And how this is your show. He's like, nah, F that, brother. This is my show. And like, he kind of said it like that. And you could tell he was like, just having a good time. You could see like on um, Jimmy and Jay's face are kind of like smiling just a little bit. And then you even see Riddle like, like it's like the equivalent of like one year, like if you like, if something happens, you like your little brother, like not little brother, but like if your big brother beats you, I'm, I'm the youngest, so I'm the little brother. But it's like when my big brother would like beat me up or whatnot, then my mom would just beat him. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like kind of like just getting lit looking at my mom and go, you know, the town on him. So like, um, I don't know why. Maybe maybe I can argue and put that a little bit lower. But I just remember just like really liking that process for that reason, because it was like Randy cutting a promo. I think arguably probably his best babyface promo. Um, but again, I got to do some more research. So don't 
don't pin that on this on podcast. Please don't do that. I don't want people to think I'm an idiot. They're talking about how could you say that, bro? We well, could go back to, you know, this or go back to 2015, 26. I don't, I don't need that. I'll, I'll take on the wrestling nerds and you fucks that are in the back kind of doing negativity. I have no problem with that. But, you know, just for the sake of this, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just, it's Thursday. I don't know. Again, I don't know why I keep saying that. It's not Monday. Thursdays are weird for me. I apologize. It's like the day before Friday. I'm just trying to get to that, you know, vacation mode of that Friday brings where you can kind of just relax and enjoy the weekend and sleep in and all that. All right. But next, let's see what we got next. Um, number seven. Oh, I like this one. So this is Dolph Ziggler um, promo leans to No Mercy 2016, where it was his career versus the Miz's Intercontinental title reign. And if you're thinking, yes, we are going to get to that promo on my list. But trust me, we will. But, um, you know, Miz just ridiculed him, talking about like the failures of Spirit Squad. He brought back two of his Spirit Squad um, teammates. And I just remember like Ziggler just, you know, just kind of like this getting emotional. And what made this promo, I'm about to go into the promo, but what made the promo really good too was um, I think for a lot of people, we could be argued that like Dolph Ziggler deserves more and you know i i, I guess people say like i i don't want to say it to where but like Dolph is really good like he's been one of my favorite wrestlers since i started steadily watching wrestling in 2013 and he wasn't even really doing much in 2013 i think at that SummerSlam, he did um he did a feud it was him and caitlin versus aj lee and biggie and then like he just Kind of did some genre matches you show, but I, I've been loving like Dobbs. Like, I feel like he was like a really good promo cutter. It was really good. I mean, a good guy, bad guy. But like, especially at this time, I remember it was Dobbs. Ziggler just got off a match with um, Dean Ambrose. It was, it was for the WWE um, World Heavyweight Championship. And he lost. And I remember kind of being sad. I kind of knew he was going to lose because Dean had literally only been a month a champ for like a month or two. But it's so kind of sad because I just... He, he really does deserve to be champion around the time. He was probably one of the, if not the best things about SmackDown 2016, 2017. Even like, and if you doubt me, first episode of the SmackDown 2016 era, um, it was a six man pack challenge. It was Apollo Crews, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, John Cena, AJ Styles, and I feel like there was one, might've been a five man, but I feel like it was six man. I just can't remember who the other person was, but um, like Dolph won, like he won that match in order to go on to SummerClown to challenge Dean Ambrose for his title. And I remember like being happy because I was just like, how can this, I, it was already a good episode, but I remember being like, it'll be really great if Dolph Ziggler wins. And usually if I say something like that, it's never going to happen. That Dolph Ziggler, but like, if I just want any wrestler to win, Probably not going to win. I just don't know what. It's like a jinx maneuver. So I just try not to get my hopes up. But like Dolph won. And I remember being like, let's bleep and go. Like, you know, I just remember just being so happy. But Dolph, like he acknowledged like the fans concerns and probably his concern too in that promo. Like he was like, people are always asking me like, why do I keep doing this? Like, why do I keep putting myself through this? 
after like I don't get the respect I deserve, I don't get you know this. And he's like, and I think he said like because I can't stop because he was like this is like an addiction for me. This is what I do, and I just remember like this feeling the passion that Dolph Ziggler had in his voice for that promo. He's just you know talking about how like it, it kind of just felt like he acknowledged our pain. And at the same time was saying like i think those same thoughts too guys like he wasn't this how he was saying it it wasn't this him going along with the boys and girls and all the other wrestling fans on twitter it was just him saying like you're not the only ones who think this way like but the only reason i keep doing it because this is what i've been wanting to do since i was a kid this is what i this is my dream job and it, you know, it just made it bittersweet. And I, I, let me just say, I'm so happy Dolph didn't retire. Dolph Ziggler didn't retire because how they were building up, it looked like it could have gone either way, but I'm so happy he won the belt. But yeah, that's number, sorry, number seven. So let's go to number six. Number six, Triple H. So if you remember um, 2017, um, Triple H cost, well, okay, well, allegedly, you'll see why I say allegedly. Allegedly, Triple H caused Seth Rollins an opportunity at the Royal Rumble 2017 that year. I think it was Seth Rollins versus Sami Zayn, if I'm not mistaken, because Triple H's music went off on Titan Tron and he got either count out or he got like rolled up. But either way, he lost. And then he went like to Seth, that Seth, but sorry, Steph. I was like, where's your husband? Where's your son of a husband? And then he ended up going to take over, take over San Antonio, I want to say. And you know, one of the best, this show's called Takeover, right? Well, I'm taking this bitch over. Like, you know, he said that, that was just such a cool moment. And um, he's just um, wanting, I think Triple H does come out, but like nothing happens. Seth gets escorted out by security. But then on Monday Night Raw, after Royal Rumble, if I'm not mistaken, either that or like the next one, Triple H comes out Dude's rocking the all black suit, black jacket, black shirt, black everything. Just looking like the devil himself. And then he comes out and he talks like the history of like Seth Rollins and him helping him. He's like, I recruited him. And then he's like, and I give him all this. And what happens? He breaks his like, you know, leg. And he's like, oh, poor Seth Rollins. He's like drunk away everything. I handed him on a damn platter you, you know how triple H does you know he gets the muscle you see the veins you know he's this you know going ballistic but it's like he's um just like talking how like seth rollins isn't like the person who deserves sympathy in this story it's him because he's like you know how much i had to put up with like and you can go back and even look like 2014, 2015. So that was whiny. I want this. I want this to happen. I want that person fired. I don't want this match. I need help. Dean Ambrose trying to get me. John Cena trying to get me. This person trying to get me. So like, you know, like just think about like if you did everything you could for your friend, your brother, whatnot. And like they fumbled the bag hard and then kind of felt like when they came back, that like the world didn't move or rotate without them like that would probably piss you off too if i'm being honest so like that just made it good and then the whole he ended it with um 
you know, come out here and meet your destroyer. And of course that led to Samoa Joe debuting and just beating the mess out of Severon. And I remember thinking we were going to get a Samoa Joe versus Severon match. So I was down for that too. And like it eventually did happen. But luckily, and thank God, we still got the um, Triple H and Severon match, which if I'm not mistaken, I think it was rumored that that match was supposed to happen at the year prior WrestleMania. So don't quote me on this, but um, I know that the, um, the main event of the WrestleMania before that was Triple H versus Roman Reigns for the, the WWE um, World Heavyweight Championship, which Roman Reigns won. But I think originally it was supposed to be Seth Rollins versus Triple H. And that was kind of supposed to be like maybe him breaking and becoming babyface. I read that somewhere. It might have been on a Reddit, so don't quote me on it. But I swore I read that somewhere. I feel like that would have been probably really good because who knows if we would have got, like I said, I think it was supposed to be a Seth Rollins face run. But who would have known if we got a Triple H face run? I kind of would have loved to see that too. But um, again, that's a really good promo. Uh, let me just go back to my list. I'm so sorry. I'm so disorganized. Um, number five, we got the Roman Reigns contract signing to Brock. Now, I know you're going to be like, which one? Which I, I can't blame you. There's so many. Um, I love Roman Reigns. I love Brock. I kind of do hope this is the last Roman Reigns-Brock match we get either ever or just for many years down the line if i'm just being honest because they just done it so many times i'm i'm sorry it's kind of like the same build up too but this one was um two weeks before um oh wait well sorry let me uh yeah sorry so two weeks before resume they were doing a contract signing and Roman just went God mode. And I think this is like the origin of like Roman going God mode. He was just like, you don't get it like you dumb farm man. He's like, this ring is mine. Like this title is mine. He pointed out Brock's out. That title is mine. Like this camera crew works for me. These people, you know, are here for me. He just started going around the ring, just hyping himself up and I think it's arguably like Roman. Roman, he cuts good promos out. I, I can say it. Roman's probably one of the best promo cuts. I think um, in the first episode, I said Roman Reigns was like top three favorite wrestlers currently in WWE. And like, is it because like his promo work has just gotten, well, he came back after he took a break because COVID was at an all time high and he didn't want to get sick. Roman Reigns came back and just wrecked WWE, like in a good way, in a good way. But like, you know, again, like I said, Roman Reigns and Jay was so good. Um, Roman Reigns and Edge, good. Roman Reigns and KO, good. Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, good. Cesaro. Like, dude was just doing this banger after banger. I remember, like, one time, um, quick, this um, special shout out with the same Roman Reigns, pro, you know, with, with Roman Reigns. Um, he was like, I've been gone for one week and SmackDown sucks. It's almost as bad as Raw. And I just remember, like, laughing because he was just like, it was in pure, I don't give an F mode. Like, I am the best thing in WWE. I am the reason that WWE is still going. I have been the man for the past five years, and where's my damn respect? And that was, like, him kind of, like, just feeding into that ego. And I always like it when villains and bad guys really feed into their ego. And it's not the generic, like, feeding an ego where they're just like, oh, like, I'm going to beat you. It's like them saying i'm better than you and like i'm telling you why right now and then like they're just 
you know, just talking their shit. I feel like that's like where the again, just really good promos come from. Roman Reigns, he's just really good at just talking his shit. You know, this Roman Reigns trash talk is it's God is God mode too. But so that's number five. So let's go to number four. This one includes Roman Reigns. However, it wasn't really Roman kind of isn't the reason why this one is number four. So this is John Cena to Roman Reigns before their match at No Mercy. The contract, I mean, yeah, you, you, you know which one. You know which one I'm talking about. You know where I'm going with this. But um, this was like a father-son moment, man. Because like you got Roman Reigns talking his mess. And I remember like I was like, these men, ha- Roman had to be mad at John Cena the minute they got to the bat because John Cena ripped him in a bad way but I guess not too bad because I feel like this might have been the start of his tribal chief character a little bit you'll kind of see where I'm going with but coming down for the contract signing Roman Reigns kind of cutting his basic bland promo at the time and I remember like one part he's like John Cena retorted back Roman's trying to say something but I don't know whether he forgot his lines or just kind of like lost the train of thought but John Cena was like it's called a promo like you know, you got cut. He's like, shut your mouth, John. Shut your mouth. And I was just like, oh, like, this is getting good. And then Roman Reigns, like, I feel like this is like this, the reason why I said, but like, this might have been Star Trek with character or like early signs of it because he was like, John is uh, like, um, whining part time fake ass bitch. Like, just said, like, that day. It was like, and I'll be damned. Like, if you know, he's you know, taking money from me and my family and going in. I remember being like, okay, Roman, like, I see you, like, you know, like, you stepped up, like, you, you know, Johnson got in your face and you got back right in his. But again, with this being like the dad and son kind of dynamic, Johnson was like, congratulations, it took you five years to cut a halfway decent promo, now I'm about to shrink your back to size. And he just goes in and then, like, the best part of that promo was when he said, well, sorry, two, part one of two best parts. It was like, it was like, I'm still here because you can't do your job. And like, you could say arguably, like, well, I don't think argue, I think everybody probably would agree at that time. But you can say like now Roman Reigns is doing his job because John Cena is, you know, despite him coming back for the John Cena Appreciation Day and his 20 years, he hasn't been around a lot. And like the man's been Roman. So you can argue that he was maybe kind of right in that aspect, maybe a little bit. But um, also part two of that was when he said, um, you should be ashamed that I'm a part timer because I can do this part time better than you could ever do it full time. And that was like his closer. He did the whole, you know, like the whole, you know, might flip. And then we got a banger match um, leading on and even just kind of banger TV kind of told um, Roman Reigns kind of his bag a little bit more. And then he kind of went back to kind of the same Roman Reigns, but I I like it because one, it was early um, sightings of Roman Reigns tribal chief character. And also I feel like that was like this John Cena, just kind of like the sightings of his old Dr. Duganomics 2005, 2006 John Cena. I, I like 2005, 2006 John Cena promos too. Again, it was just good. He had like his whole chain gang soldier, man. Everybody, don't get me started on the John Cena Edge and Lita. Um, talk back some the back and forth, man. Those were good. 
But let's see, that was number four. So moving on, number three, Edge to Seth Rollins. So Seth Rollins really wasn't in this promo, but as we're talking to Seth Rollins, so this was the Friday night before SummerSlam. And, you know, Edge did his, um, you know, Edge, he's um, in the middle of the ring. Lights are off. He's in the chair. And last time you saw him like that, he was like talking to Daniel Bryan. And I kind of like how that's become like Edge's like serious kind of like brood. I kind of like how he has like this half Edge, half old man Edge, half brood gimmick. How he's like, this ain't the rated R superstar like Edge. Like this isn't like back then. Like, he's like, this is a whole different, this is old man Edge. Like I know all the tricks. I know all the secrets. And I remember like he was just being sadistic. This was like, there was a time when Edge like before, kind of before the Rated R Superstar gimmick and after he um, did good on SmackDown um, titles with Hulk Hogan, kind of like in the middle of that, he kind of reverted back to like his like crazy gimmick that he had when he first debuted. And he was just like, just going insane. The eyes were showing it and everything. And, you know, he's kind of kept the pieces of that gimmick because every time he does spear, he does like the hair, the eyes and whatnot. Speaking of which, since he cut his hair, is he still going to do the hair? Or is it just going to be this, you know, like, you know, like, this, is he going to like touch his face? Cause he doesn't have that long hair anymore, dude. So I don't know if, if he's going to look as vicious or as crazy as it once did. Um, But he's just talking to several. And then like, what I like about it is that Edge is really good at like slowly building up a promo. Like he doesn't come straight out the gate, but he also doesn't like, there are times where he has come out straight gate, but he doesn't go so slow where you're kind of just boring. It's like he's just slowly building into it. And then when it gets to the climax, bang, like he just snaps into crazy. Like I said, half old man, Ed, half old man Logan Edge and half brood Edge. And then like his face, like the camera's all zoomed up his face. He has a crazy eye. He drops the mic. And then, like, as long as the camera is on him, he's just looking into the camera, just, you know, just like serious face smiling. And then this slowly turns it into a, like, this evil look. And man, like, Edge, I forgot to say Edge in episode one. I kind of regret that because Edge, I liked Edge before he came back. I remember, um, quick, um, spinoff to what we're talking about promos. But I remember I was in the army when Edge came back. And it has been, it, it was so long that, like, when I heard, you think you know me, I didn't even register it was Edge. Like, I just remember this being on my bed with my phone, marching on the WWE Network, and I'm like, oh, oh, like, that's Edge. And I just remember going ballistic. My roommate was, like, right across from me, his big guy, um, Stoke, I and mean, he was just confused. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, it's Edge. Like, Oh my god, I wish I had a camera. I wish someone was recorded me because I went absolutely ballistic when Edge returned. Oh my god. All right, so you got that one. So now we're moving on to two and one. So again, if you're still watching, I appreciate this. Um, of course, um, just for listening to me talk and hopefully maybe relating or not relating. Who knows? Again, feel free to talk about it with me. And yeah, we'll see. I'll drop my Twitter and all that at the end of this video. So if you have 
thoughts or you just disagree, feel free to hit me up. But, you know, come correct. You know, I don't, I'm not, I don't feel like breaking breaking anybody's spirit. You know, I haven't done that in a long time. I'm trying to trying to keep saved. You know, but um, number two, the Miz on talking smack i don't even have to give you a time frame if you're a wrestling fan especially 2016 where you were watching you know the promo i'm talking about miz gets called um he gets called like a lazy wrestler and he gets called a coward by daniel bryan brian danielson aw now and he goes off and like miz has always been a good promo promo person but he just he exceeded any promo. Like the only other promo I can think of that maybe is right under there was probably, um, I want to say probably the promo he did when he was talking about Chris Benoit and about like how his history and how he climbed to the ranks and he was United States champion. Can't remember the day. I think that might've been like 2010, 2011-ish. But man, Miz goes off. He's talking about like you're the coward. He chases down Broadway Renee's trying to calm him down. And Maurice is just watching him, kind of like this. I've never seen this side of my husband. And then he grabs the title. He says, Get that camera on me. Get that camera on me. Then he talks and then he's like, some he's like, I could care less what those kids are doing, chasing the tag team titles, the WWE title and the world title. He's like, This is my show. My show. And I'm sick of all of you, my GM. Calling me the criticizing me, calling me the coward. You're the coward. I'm the man day in and day out. And he's just, and then he throws the mic, walks. And like, I loved it because like you couldn't tell if it was like a shoot or it might have been real. And then like you find out like Miz was actually frustrated because he felt like the IC title wasn't getting the respect it deserved. And that they were kind of just like disregarding it and him in the wayside. So again, like I said them early on, when feelings kind of enter in a promo, that's like the best promos. But like I just remember, like he drew the mic down, hairs all rubber, suits all rubber, walks away, and like he looks like someone who like is like legit pissed. Like I wouldn't have gone up to Miz if I was like Vince McMahon or just running that company, just because like he dude was just in a whole. I'm sorry, for whatever reason, my mic was muted. I think I actually pressed a button, but um, like I was saying, um, The Miz was just in a whole nother mental headspace when he did that promo, and it was just the chef's kiss. It was, oh, so good. And now we have reached the end, but the video is kind of long, so I'm pretty sure you guys aren't mad that this is the end. Again, I want to thank you guys for watching this, but number one, this is my personal number one favorite. It was hard deciding if the Miz should go number one, but then this one, I watched this promo maybe once or twice every month. Bray Wyatt talking to John Cena. This was, if I'm not saying this was the first pandemic episode, if I'm not mistaken, first pandemic episode. And like John Cena is talking, like I'm going to put down the most overhyped wrestler in today. And then Bray Wyatt comes out. He's kind of doing his whole happy fun time. Um, you know, part of his gimmick as a fiend. But and I'm, I'm going to try to quote this word for word. But when he's talking about how John broke him, he's just like, you broke me, John. But the fiend, he put me back together. 
And that WrestleMania, it's gonna be a slaughter. You just don't know it yet. That part, oh my God, I feel like I'd even do it justice. Go back and watch it. I do it way better when I'm in the shower by myself, just in the mirror talking. But what made it better was like, it was like watching a movie. It's like, like you know, when you watch a trailer, and it's like, like it was like the version, of like it was like watching Endgame and like Infinity War, where you're like, John Cena is like the guy that always wins, but holy shit, like the fiend looks like he's just about to clean house with this man, John. And like how he was saying it, he sounded like he was empathetic to John. Like he had to go through this when he, like his voice kind of breaks when he goes, I just don't know it yet. And it's like, he's saying like, I wish I could show you the future and show you how bad this is going to be for you. But I can't. And that's the saddest part because you don't realize what you're getting yourself into, John. Like this isn't CM Punk. This isn't Miz. This isn't Rock. This is something you have never dealt with in your life and that just made it number one for me just the emotion like the layers and then even the promo led into their match where they use some of the stuff in the promo that you just didn't catch at first but when they repeated it during the match the firefly Funhouse match or WrestleMania, you're like yo like i don't know if they did that on purpose or accident but bro in bow like this but yeah so that um is my top 10 promos um, let me know if you agree with me or not. Um, I'll give you my um so my Twitter is Lost King of 99. Um, capital L, capital K, Instagram, Kingpin99. And yeah, you can just um follow me there or even just put it in the comment section. And you know, I'm all I'm always looking. I, I see almost everything concerning me. I'm I'm a I'm an egomaniac when it comes to stuff I do. I just like always like looking at who's responding and maybe whose life I'm affecting in a good way or bad way. But thank you. Thank you so, so much for watching this podcast video. Sorry, we went a little over. I'll try to keep it to 45 minutes. But again, I just want to thank you so much for watching this. Um, what else should I talk about? You know, um, we cover promos. Um, I don't know if the AEW promo is going to be a favorite AEW promos is going to be the next video. Kind of just want to skip around, maybe come back, you know, but what else should I talk about? So um, leave it in the comment section or just maybe even give me a DM. Just let me know. But again, I can't thank you guys enough for watching this. This has been the pin down brought to you by Blurred Improvement Entertainment. And again, thanks so much. Godspeed.